Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Uh, today, I have another short little solo episode. Uh, seems to be the norm as of late. Um, hopefully that'll change soon, but uh, we will persist. Um, I didn't know exactly what to talk about um, per usual uh, throughout the week. I knew that I had to record something on Sunday. Uh, we had been talking a little bit about rhythm, and I feel like I've kind of talked that into the ground, um, talked uh, a lot on rhythm, and I think I've covered the the point uh, as completely as I can um, with the thoughts that I have. And so I was looking for something to move on towards, and uh, I have a lot of conversations um, throughout any week. Uh, I, I, I like to converse, I like to talk to people, um, not necessarily new people, sometimes new people, but um, I've got a lot of guys that I just enjoy talking to and maybe it's once a month, once every two months, uh, whatever it might be. There's some guys that I just give a holler and we talk and we'll talk pretty regularly for a little bit and then maybe it'll fall off or, um, sometimes I talk to some of these dudes every single day, every single week. Um, but anyway, I have conversations and some of those are with people that I never really thought, um, I would conversate with much after our paths had kind of split, uh, you know, old high school friends, stuff like that. Um, people that maybe we weren't even really friends in high school, but somehow we're friends again, um, or we're friends now. Um, those kind of conversations are typically, um, very intriguing to me. They're, they're my favorite type of conversations where you get to know somebody that, um, you never really knew. Uh, and from a different perspective, you know, after four or five years of, uh, both of you growing, um, you get to meet this person again. And I have, this isn't not to pump my own tires as, uh, Tyler Geiger likes to say, but try not to be too arrogant, but I have a very good, uh, very good memory. And, uh, I, I don't really, sometimes my, my judgments of people, um, I try to let them be, manipulable you know like um i try not to like hold a grudge towards anybody or say this person is this way and they'll forever be that way uh, but i do have a really good memory and i remember um a lot of actions and behaviors and uh, conversations especially uh that i have with people many years back now i do forget some things but what's always been funny to me is um being able to kind of relate uh the new conversations that I'm having with people to my old thoughts and old opinions about this person and see if I can find, um, see if I can find the good parts in maybe some of the conversations or like, Oh, this part that I like about you now, um, seeing if I can find that in some of those old conversations, whether they were good or bad, but, um, saying, Oh yeah, I remember you doing this, like this thing that you've grown into, whether it was physical fitness or, um, you know, combat, jujitsu, uh, your career, whatever it might be, um, engineering. Like I like to go back and look and see if I can see those little seeds that maybe even I missed, but, um, just see if I can relate any of those experiences to this growth that this person has now. 
Um, and I, I would hope that people do that with myself as well. I, you know, you're trying to give people the benefit of the doubt and you don't necessarily have to give them the benefit of the doubt because obviously they've grown into something better. But I just like to look back and say, oh, you know what? Almost kind of not even necessarily forgive them. That sounds a little pompous, but um, just rectify past thoughts about what this person might have said or done or the way that I felt about this person. It's like, oh, I can go back and say, hey, look, uh, this experience that I had with this person, maybe it wasn't the best. Um, but at the very least, I can see those little seeds of growth um, even four, five, six, seven years ago. Um, and this is how it manifested. And I'll say, you know, I wish I could have seen that back then, but also there was a lot of areas in myself that, that were not grown. And it's something that I, I hope people do more often, especially for me, you know, after having a lot of growth over the past couple of years, uh, it sometimes it sucks to go back and talk about some of those times to where I wasn't that grown, you know, um, it sucks to, to look back and, and, uh, look over some of those, uh, experiences or maybe those things that I said something that uh, shouldn't have been said or did something that shouldn't have been done. Um, and I would like to think that at least, uh, people, if they are on the other side of those things would look back and say, Oh yeah, but I knew him then. And this better person that he is now, I saw those little seeds then like, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like, even though he was doing this, this, and this, or saying this, this, and this, um, I could see that back then. Uh, I don't know. It, that's what I want people to do for me. So that's what I really try to do for, for other people. When I talk to people that I haven't known in, or, you know, haven't, really associated with in years. Um, so anyway, more to the point, uh, I had a couple of those conversations, not just one. Like, and this is, this is kind of a, a theme. Like if, if somebody listens to this, don't think it's just about, uh, you over the past weeks. Cause I've had, um, two or three of those conversations in the past couple of weeks and they all had this kind of theme to them. But, uh, one thing that really stuck out to me was I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to do any specifics, I guess, to where you might know who he is or um, I don't know. He may, he may figure it out, but it, that's not important. Who this guy is, isn't important. And that's kind of goes to the, uh, goes to the point of the conversation. But, um, somebody struck me with like a really high level of integrity in one of these conversations. And it was, it, it just stuck out to me of like, man, this guy has a passion. He has a, a motivating force and that motivating force is not only will, hmm, how do, how do I put this? Um, he just does things because they're the right thing to do. Um, you know, me, if, if I'm looking to grow my business or if I'm looking to grow my career or get out of debt or, or something like that. Um, there are a lot of gray areas and some of those areas that, um, what do you, what do you say? Like, um, for example, if you can sell a product for a thousand dollars, but maybe, um, if somebody will give you a thousand dollars for a product, you're not necessarily doing anything wrong if they will give you a thousand dollars for a product. Uh, but if you feel that's, just too much money for that product and that you feel like you might be ripping people off. Um, then 
this person would be the type to say, I'm not going to charge a thousand dollars for that product. I don't care how much more profit that would make me. I don't care how much uh, that could elevate my business. I don't care um, what that looks like. It's much more important for me to offer a product at a reasonable price. Um, even though somebody might be willing to pay this and I, and I could change my clientele, I can do all of this stuff. Um, it just doesn't seem right. Um, many such cases of, of people that would say, you want to pay a thousand dollars? Yeah, I'll pay you. You know, I'll take a thousand dollars. Um, this guy, it just struck me, um, rather hard how committed he was to doing the right thing and how it seemed so obvious to him, how he would tell me a story and I'm like, oh, well, you know, there's a couple of different ways to handle this. And, and then he would say, it just wasn't right. Like I just couldn't do that because it just wasn't right. And that's when I started looking back on our conversations, you know, five, six, seven years ago and saying, man, I can see that from this dude. Like I can see the fact that um, he was always a jokester. He was always kind of a class clown. Uh, and to a certain extent, we were all, I mean, if you were not all of us, but I mean, if you went to my high school and you had any sort of, uh, if you associated with any, like, how do I put this? Um, if you were one of the boys, you were kind of mean, like, that's just the way it is. And I think that's the way the guys are truly all around is that you just, uh, you have to have a little bit of a stroke of meanness in you. I think, um, I don't, you don't have to, you can do the right thing, but, um, when you're given it, you know, uh, how do you, when you're giving everybody hell and, and, uh, how do you put this kind of messing with everybody as, as boys do, uh, there can be some, some areas to where you develop some meanness. And this guy, I mean, he was one of the boys, like he was one of the boys, uh, but I could just see that in, in those, uh, those past conversations and those past dealings with him of, even though he was one of the boys and even though, you know, he would make some, some off color jokes or, uh, go a little bit too far occasionally in, in some of the jokes or, um, you know, push some people around a little bit because again, that's what boys do when they're trying to figure out their place. Um, even though that was the case, I just like looking back and remembering like, yeah, but he never really, he was always committed to doing the right thing. Like I never really saw him in an area to where his integrity would be just like ultra compromised. And again, in high school, boys are stupid. Things happen. I'm not saying this person is perfect. Like that's not any in any way shape form or fashion nobody nobody is but um i could just hear i could hear that part of him um that that integrity that he displays so proudly now um maybe that's the wrong word but it, it's so evident um it how do you how do you put this it um when you talk to him and when you deal with him, you can tell it's at the forefront of his brain is the integrity of his actions. I can, I can see that. And I can hear that in this, uh, in this person that I knew five, six, seven years ago that, um, yeah, that, that, how do I put this? The, the times were different, <laughs> I guess. Um, it, it wasn't that I didn't like him as a matter of fact, contrary um did really like the guy uh, that's why we talked uh later on but it's just there's a different ring to it there's a different ring to it and it's not the major concern for a bunch of 16 or 7 year 17 year olds is the integrity of the person standing next to you like it's it's just not the concern but I can go back and I can hear that where maybe I was concerned about the jokes he was telling or um about you know 
the the pranks that he was playing or all of those different things now i look back and i'm like oh i can see that there uh and it's it's just interesting to to see that level of growth in someone so anyway i'm talking a lot saying a lot of words um i wanted to focus a little bit on integrity because it, it stood out to me so um so how do i put this um he was so staunch in our conversation and I had so much respect for his level of integrity of like, man, you know, I thought I had integrity, but this guy just really takes it over the moon with, with, um, what he's willing to sacrifice, what he's willing to do, uh, in order to hold this code that, that he has this, this, this moral code, um, that he's binded by. And sometimes we don't even, we don't even have a definition for the codes that we're holding. It just feels wrong. It's just something that we don't feel is 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 correct, and his willingness to to stand by that and sacrifice for that uh, stuck out to me. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what integrity means to me, a um, little bit about the ways that I see integrity that I try to practice that I try to practice integrity, uh, and then I took some uh, submissions from y'all. I, I put up a story that said, uh, "What does the word integrity mean to you?" And I got a couple of different responses, and so uh, I'll go over those. Um, but let's start off with just the uh, basic Google definition of integrity. Uh, this says steadfast adherence to a strict moral or ethical code. That basically what that's saying is that you have a code, like whether you um, believe it or not, everybody has a code and that's a very CS Lewis uh, type phrase, but um, everybody has this kind of moral or ethical code to where they have some inkling of what is right and, and what is wrong. And a lot of times, you know, that's what I'll say about kind of where I grew up is that that, that code is very strong. Um, and when I say where I grew up, I mean, in these, these small rural towns, uh, that moral or ethical code, to me seems to be very strong. And growing up, I don't think we all realized how much uh, that would really matter when we kind of grew up and, and parted ways of who would hold to that code, who would um, keep their integrity and seeing who hasn't kept their integrity. Uh, but it was all ingrained in us. I say, say all of us, the majority of us had this, this code ingrained into us. You say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You, you respect your elders. You open the door. Um, all, all of these different things of, of respect uh, when you're dealing with other people was, was ingrained into us. And those of us that, that were taught to cherish that code, um, kept on, kept it. I mean, we, we kept our integrity and, and, uh, others did not, others did not. And so, uh, integrity is, is very important to me. I, I like the word. Um, I like the word a lot. I don't know. I don't exactly know why. Um, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those words that I think a lot of people don't exactly know what it means. Um, but I know it when I see it and I'm not sure that I know completely what it means as well. I don't know if you can have like a, a, a baseline level of integrity or you have a, a bank of integrity built up and then, uh, sometimes you borrow from it, I guess when, what I mean by that is that I don't know that anybody, uh, has a steadfast adherence to a strict moral or ethical code 100% of the time outside of Christ, but uh, when you when you practice integrity, um, I don't 
know 100% what that looks like in every form, but I have a few examples. So let's go to these uh, Instagram submissions as to what um, what integrity might look like. So I have three three Instagram submissions as to what integrity looks like to, to other people. Um, two of them are exactly the same, which is cool. And it's one that I've heard before. One of them is a little bit different. Um, so I'll start with the different one. Uh, he says, so basically he says, uh, shutting up when you don't know what is happening and admitting when you're wrong. So um, I like that. Uh, I think that's a, a very specific example of integrity. Um, I think it's like a, when somebody is practicing integrity, this is what they might be doing. Uh, I don't think it's as much of a definition of the, of the word or the term. Uh, but yeah, he says, you know, shutting up when you don't know what is happening and admitting when you're wrong. Basically, he's talking a little bit, uh, about like a Jocko level of, of detachment when you don't know what is going on. Um, there's no need to, to fill the room with words. There's no need to act like, you know, uh, what is going on, standing back, taking, taking in information, uh, as, as far as, you know, from my perspective, how that would lend to, uh, integrity is just the fact that you shouldn't act like you know what's going on when you don't. Uh, that's that's almost a lie to those around you and, and a lie to yourself uh, that it's okay to admit when you don't know what's going on, when you don't know the exact correct problem, the exact correct solution, or maybe even the situation that you're in. Uh, it's, it's not right to act like you do because you may be um, eliciting some sort of false hope, false hope, false trust. Uh, you may be getting people into a worse situation because you don't know what you're doing. And when you're a leader, uh, I think honesty, honesty is important. And when you don't know what is happening to act like you do, uh, makes you seem like a better leader than what you are. And it's eventually just going to lead to, to trouble. It's, it's not good, um, for the team. And then, uh, admitting when you're wrong. Yeah. I think that's a big level of integrity, uh, or a big part of integrity, you know, um, a lot of people would think that integrity means that you're not ever wrong. <laughs> and I think it's, it's quite the opposite. You know, uh, these other two say, or this is, you know, steadfast adherence to a strict moral or ethical code. Um, that would mean that you're, you're almost never wrong. Uh, or at least you never think that you're wrong because if you're, if you have this steadfast adherence to a, a strict moral or ethical code and you don't waver from that, if that's like the true definition of integrity, well, then you would never be wrong because, um, you're always right because you're following your moral and ethical code. If it doesn't align with your moral and ethical code, then it is wrong. Uh, and if you do align with your moral and ethical code, you're right. So I do think that, um, that integrity involves some sort of adherence to a moral and ethical code. But I think at a deeper level, integrity means more, I think it means less about the adherence, adherence to that moral and ethical code and more about the, honesty of when you have and haven't adhered to that to that ethical code i think it's <laughs> i don't know i don't know if it's more about that but i think that's a huge part of it of integrity is not just the guy that always does right when it's time to do right but integrity is the guy that admits when he's done wrong and does his best to make that correction and to to get back on the path um i don't know if that makes i don't know if that makes sense but um, again, I think there's this perception of integrity as this guy that never messes up that this guy that always, when things go right, uh, or always when, when, when things happen, he's always doing the right thing. 
And I think that's true. You know, I wouldn't say that a person that doesn't always do the right thing uh, has integrity, but I would say that um, people are fallible and that it is a, a, a big sign of integrity for somebody to speak up when they have done wrong. Um, and, and that is the right thing to do. I, I guess, you know, you could say the adherence to that moral or ethical code is admitting that and coming back to that moral and ethical code. Uh, but when somebody falls a little bit short, I don't think that shows a lack of integrity so long as they um, admit to it and and try to correct it. I hope that that I hope that that makes sense. And and that's not always in a <laughs> in an instant time frame. Um, you know, somebody that has integrity could be admitting to and correcting wrongs from years and years past, I think. Uh, and, and I don't even know that it means that they didn't have integrity back then. I, again, expecting people to be perfect is, is not right. Um, they could be dealing with a lot of different things, um, at one time, but I think a person with true integrity and a person that, tra- that practices integrity, um, finds the next thing that is wrong and focuses on that and tries to correct it. There may be a list of a of hundred of them and we're humans. So there will be, uh, there's thousands, millions, and it will go on forever in ways that you're not going to adhere to the moral and ethical code. Uh, but I think that integrity means that you find the next thing. Uh, you find the next thing that, that is wrong. And you say, that's not on my moral code. I've been doing this for this long. I need to admit that I've done this. I need to tell people that I might've wronged in this way, that I'm sorry for that. And then get back on the moral code. I think that's a big part of integrity. And then the the other side of that uh, is kind of what we these other guys had submitted. Um, they both said doing the right thing even when nobody's watching. Uh, there's something about this is where I think the the Google definition is is pretty on the nose. Is it says steadfast adherence to a strict moral or ethical code. Um, this this code and again this is something that I, I don't know that you can have integrity without. Uh, being some sort of religious person, I don't, I don't think that you can, um, because if we're going to look at integrity as doing, doing the right thing even when no one is watching, if we're going to accept that, then we, then we ha- must admit that uh, being, having integrity is something beyond uh, the community that we're in, or something beyond what human eyes can see. So, uh, for example, if 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 integrity meant only doing the right thing when others were watching, um. Or how do I put this? Um, if if integrity was only dependent on our community or um, the betterment of the collective, you know, if, if it only meant doing the right thing for the sake of the collective, if that's what integrity meant, then it wouldn't matter if, you know, what you did when no one else was watching. Um, if integrity meant, let me put it this way, if integ- if the only value for integrity was found in the way that we deal with others around us, and this is kind of... Uh, big sidebar, big sidebar. I don't know if this is going to be beneficial to the podcast episode or not, but uh, Martyr Maid talks about this a lot in, uh, and why did I just forget that? Uh, Fear and Loathing of the New Jerusalem, um, where in these small, more rural communities, uh, integrity and and honor even were so much more important because there was no uh, outside law to help settle, settle grievances. That uh, doing the right thing in your community was really important because that's how uh, kind of their social credit system works and and that's how justice worked is if you 
wronged the the right slash wrong person in the community then your time in that community was done you couldn't trade you couldn't barter you couldn't do anything in that community because you've wronged the wrong the wrong person uh, you've wronged this certain person you you've hurt this certain person uh and because of their status in the community they the only retribution was to like completely exile you from the community um and and in a lot of cases that's still true to this day and and he talks about how the state like the government you know rectifies that to a certain degree and being able to levy justice under a fair system um and have somebody else outside of the community uh, or even a regulated force inside of the community handle that that justice to where it's not just um to where it's not just the community handling it themselves anyway regardless um, in, in that case, integrity is incredibly important to your community, but also there's something else behind that. Integrity is not just, uh, for the betterment of your community. It's not just, um, dependent on those around you. It's who you are when no one is watching. Why is that true? I think that's true because there is something beyond just humans, like this moral and ethical code that we have. Uh, there's something else that is going to hold you to that. And if that's what integrity really is, um, if that's what we believe integrity to be, it to me it's so much more than just our dealings with other people, and I, and I think that's true. Um, and so this this idea that integrity is uh, doing the right thing when no one is watching, uh, I think that's true, and I, and I think that's why integrity is so much more important than maybe even honor or reputation. Um, integrity is more important because it speaks to not only um, your willingness to do the right thing uh for your community but your willingness to do the right thing for uh yourself your god and and your code uh, and to sacrifice for that when when there is nobody when there is nobody watching when there's nothing worldly to gain from doing the right thing when nobody is watching uh when nobody else is here when nobody else is at my house or whatever um when i haven't talked to anybody that day and let's say i get on the podcast and i tell you that i'm working out two times a day uh, let's say that I was in the middle of a 75 hard phase and I was updating you on that. I said, man, I'm in, or, or just 75 hard in general. When nobody else is seeing me do it, um, there, there is really no, like, if I'm not going to go get my second workout in, there is nobody that loses except for, um, except for me. If, if I say, or th- there's nobody that knows except for me, um, the person that truly loses, like the person that's really affected by not going and getting that second workout is truly only me. Um, well, no, that's that's not true. If I'm claiming to do something that others have done, they're being harmed as well, but nobody knows. And so it's up to me to hold that code. So again, for example, if I skip that second workout and I tell everybody that I've done 75 hard, I'm putting up this this false face of, of success, this false, false idea um, or this false uh, maybe hero comes to word but uh, hero comes to mind but that's not what i would use to describe myself for 75 hard this this kind of model uh if i tell everybody hey look i've done 75 hard but i intentionally didn't do my second workout on three days uh, you're harming these other people by giving them this this false role model that that um achieved these what they think are miraculous results um but without actually doing the work um, nobody's watching, nobody knows, um, they're still going to think that you did it. Uh, maybe the, the outcomes will be exactly the same as to whether you did it or whether you didn't. Um, maybe they're still going to go do 75 hard cause they want to be like you. Uh, maybe their lives will be forever changed, but 
the person that truly is corrupted is is yourself um it, it's yourself and it's your relationship with this moral code or with with your god um so i think integrity is is deeply personal uh and i think that what we see from other people is only only on the surface when somebody says yeah it just wasn't right for me to do that uh, i think that's only on the surface and i think that it shows to a a higher battle that they are kind of fighting in their mind um and in their heart of of constantly every day um making sure that they're doing the right thing in service to some sort of moral code uh moral ethical code or um their relationship with their god um hopefully the god of christ um but those are just kind of some of my thoughts on on integrity uh i you know i try to practice integrity by uh, making sure that if I do mess up, I tell somebody, having somebody that I can tell, whether that be my wife or whether that be, uh, honestly, my wife and Brett. Um, we have an accountability group at the church where, um, like every Sunday, we go and we hang out with these dudes and we're supposed to be reading our Bible and all that stuff. But um, just having a group of people that I can tell, um, that I can tell when I do mess up, I think that's important because it it feels better not to share that burden alone and i know it's not even like a burden on them but it's better you know if i if i missed this workout or if i did this that wasn't right i can tell somebody else and uh, they can relate with me they can share that struggle uh, that's pretty important and to me again it's a, it's a sign of integrity to to tell somebody else about this like hey this person that you think i am you know uh i fell short of that today uh, even though i'm the only one that knows telling them to make sure that they know that you you fell short of that is is an important part of integrity now it's not it's not always that deep you don't have to you know like you go tell your wife like i I failed to take out the trash today i'm so sorry like a lot of times it's not that deep but it's something to where you know brett and i hey man did you get your workout in nah dude i you know i didn't get it in today oh man that's that's all right you know get it in next you know get it in tomorrow just something like that. It's it's not just that incredibly deep, and don't don't be that guy that is just um, goes to you know one of your random friends. I'm so sorry, I have let you down. You know, it's like what are you, what are you even talking about? Um, it's not quite that deep, but to a certain level, it is. Um, you know, integrity. I always like to think about myself uh, weighing food. How that to me was a a, a large sign of integrity within myself. Like it, it, even outside of that, it like. It, it really doesn't matter if you had 0.01 uh, ounces of, you know, if you had 8.01 ounces of chicken or 8.1 ounces of chicken. Like, it, it, on, on the grand scheme of things, especially even the diet, eight, when we're talking about chicken breast, eight ounces and 8.1 ounces of chicken breast, it, it really, like, it, it does matter, but it just doesn't. Like, it just doesn't. Uh, but to me, I couldn't put 8.1 ounces if I, or I couldn't put eight ounces if I had 8.1 ounces. Uh, and a lot of times I would make that scale hit exactly what I needed it to hit. Um, I would pick things out to make sure that it was 8.00 ounces. Um, a lot of times that was the case. And to me, that was like an establishment of integrity throughout the day. Uh, when I go and I do this, I'm going to resharpen up that, that level of integrity that I'm going to try to carry out throughout this this next day, throughout this next week, throughout this next month, throughout my life, I'm going to sharpen that up right here to where I've got a scale that reads to, you know, the the hundreds um, of an ounce. I've got chicken right here. I've got a phone that I've got to put this into. 
these are all going to match. And to me, that's a, that's a level of integrity. You know, uh, data integrity is, is talked about a lot in some of these corporate jobs. Um, but making sure that these things all match that, that, um, you know, the phone that I put that I record my meal in matches the actual truth, uh, the scale and that the scale matches what actually went into my mouth. I'm not sneaking anything else, uh, around the scale, making sure that that whole process has integrity. Uh, there's actually, yeah, the quality or condition of being whole, undivided completeness of uh, the state of being unimpaired soundness. Um, it's hard to relate those two definitions to a scale, but uh, that that's kind of the way that I practice and sharpen up my integrity. And again, integrity is following that code. It is doing the right thing, but it's also the willingness to admit when you haven't done the right thing. Uh, there are many such cases for myself. I haven't read in a long time. Um, I read my Bible occasionally, but I just don't read that often. Uh, and it's something that I believe that I should do. I haven't been working out really all that much at all. Uh, the past couple of weeks, I picked CrossFit three or four days a week. Um, and that's about it. Uh, so integrity is, is not only the willingness to sacrifice to do what is right, uh, but the willingness to admit that you won't and, and to make that right. So anyway, guys, I think that's all I've got for you today. Again, a little bit shorter of an episode, 33 minutes. Uh, just some of my thoughts and meditations on on what integrity really means uh, and why you should practice it. And I'll recap this person that that showed high levels of integrity. Um, very thankful uh, for them because it, it just gave me kind of this reminder of what that actually looks like. Uh, it gave me this reminder of what it, what it looks like to do the right thing, uh, even when nobody is watching and for it to be so obvious to somebody else, you know, um, for them, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about this situation that they're in. I'm like, well, you can go this way, you can go that way. And they're like, no, it's not right. Like it just, I don't say that, but I'm sitting there thinking in my head. And then they're like, I did this because it just wasn't right to do the other thing. Like it just wasn't right. And I'm like, well, man, like you're better than I am. Cause I was just contemplating like all these other, all these other paths. And you know, he's right. Like it is the right thing to do here in this situation. Um, it's the one that leaves me least uncomfortable. It's the one that I have to justify the least. Uh, and again, not that those other paths may be wrong. You may just have to reach a little bit harder for justification. Uh, you may have to say, well, you know, it's not my money. It's their money. What they choose to do with it is what they choose to do with it. I offer a product. And if they want to pay for that product, that's on them. Um, and that's a fair justification. I mean, that is a fair justification. Like if, if, uh, somebody comes to you and you can tell that they don't have the money for your product, but they want it anyway, what are you really to do? I mean, what are you really to do? You're it would be you know almost arrogance to tell them that they can't have the product um to to look at you know to look upon them and assume that you know their financial situation better than they do uh but maybe they maybe you do <laughs> i mean maybe you can clearly tell that they don't have the cash for this uh maybe they had to come to you with a loan or uh instead of a debit card they're pulling out a credit card to swipe for your product what are you to do um do you tell them that that's not okay i know a lot of very uh, well-off people that use credit cards and pay it all off every month with their debit card. Um, I know a lot of people that do that. So are you to tell them that they can't have that product because they're putting it on a loan? No. Um, there is justification, again, there is justification for some of these things, but sometimes uh, the one, the act that needs the least amount of justification, you know, is right. Um, you can say, hey, look, this this amount that I need to charge for, for this um, or this uh this service that i'm giving out um this is the right price to charge for it or 
the situation that I'm in, even though I could go a thousand different directions, I know this is the one that I have to justify the least to, uh, let's say, quit my job over this is the one that I have to justify the least. Um, yeah, I could stay in my job and do this. I could, um, I could do this until I get fired. I could do, you know, malicious compliance until they, uh, make another thing happen. Um, I could go and report this other person for this, but I don't know that that's going to be correct. So the one that I have to justify the least, the one that makes me feel better when I say it is to quit my job and go find another one. Um, that's the right thing to do. And I think that integrity means that you follow that path more often than not. Um, the, the right thing to do for, for yourself, uh, for your code and for those around you that you care about. So guys, that's all I've got for you. Tune in on Wednesdays to the one flesh episode, uh, to the one flesh podcast where we talk all about marriage. Um, it's going to get good. I've got to do some cover episodes for when baby comes around, but, um, yeah, I appreciate it. And go follow me at the underscore purpose podcast on Instagram. Thanks.